Hey, everybody, if you want to tell the world something or sell the world something, head on over to Squarespace because they're going to help you build the website of your dreams. Say you want to sell some custom merch. Well, you can set up your online store, whether you sell physical, digital, or service products. Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. So go to squarespace.com stuff right now and you will face a free trial. And when you get ready to launch, use our offer code stuff and then you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. How could you go wrong with Squarespace? Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. This episode is sponsored by GoDaddy.com, the world's largest web host and domain name registrar, with domains as low as $1.99 and hosting for less than $5 a month. Enter promo code STUFF10 at checkout and save 10% off your entire order. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There is Chuck Bryant. Why are you tickled, Josh? I just, I'm just tickled. You know exactly why. I know. Things take place and transpire before the uh, stuff starts recording. True. Yes. And we just bring it. Exactly. And sometimes we bring it laughing. Mm-hmm. It's a rainbow kind of world out there. It is. So, Chuck, let's talk about whether or not we landed on the moon. I have no intro for this one. Let's just get into it, okay? Yeah. A let's lot take of, the gloves off. Let's sure. go to town. There are people that think that we did not land on the moon in 1969. That is true. And actually, there was a guy who uh, worked for, oh, I don't remember, maybe the um, Rocketdyne Systems. Okay. Rocketdyne Systems, which I believe is a private aerospace contractor. Um, A guy named Bill Casing, uh, he wrote technical publications for that company. Wow. And in uh, 1959, he calculated, 1959. He calculated that there was a point zero zero one four percent chance of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely home. He was wrong. Ten years later, we had men on the moon, returned them safely home. Right. So we think. Or yeah, or did we? Um, I don't think we should take a conspiratorial tone. I also don't think we should take pot shots at the crackpots who think this. So what are we going to talk about? Well, I think we can discuss the Just merits of this stuff. Report the news. In my opinion, skepticism goes both ways, uh-huh. right? Uh, skepticism is always focused on the people who, you know, question reality, and I think that's I think that's BS. I okay. think I think there's plenty of times where you can question what's what's being fed Absolutely. to you. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm so bi- I'm big on that actually. And if I was uh, around in 1969, I probably would have. Um, you know, not yeah, probably. around in 1969, you would have been Woodstock, the whole shebang. Maybe so. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's get down to it, right? Let's do it. Do so you want to tee off? Uh, yeah. Um, like we said, a lot of people, well, I don't know how many, but there was a conspiracy theory going around, still is today, that we never landed on the moon, and there are quite a few points that people make to try and back this up yes. from the footage of the moon landing. Yeah. And uh, they basically think it was staged for the purposes of... Um, 
making the Russians so disheveled at the fact that we got to the moon before they did that uh, they would scrap their program and just say, you know, the Americans are so far ahead of us because they're already on the moon and we can't do that. Well, not just that, national pride as well. Like, sure. you know, back in the in the uh, 60s, this is like at the height of the Cold War and basically the Soviet Union and the United States spent much in political and actual, you know, financial capital mm-hmm. to make one another look bad. True. That was pretty much the role of each of these nations. Right. The, we, the world was polarized. And what better way to make the other one look like a jackass than by beating them to the moon? Yeah, true. So it was a space race. Yeah. Um, so I see the, the theory behind this this whole thing. Yeah, but, you know, Kennedy said in, what, 1960? Uh-huh. We we're going to put a man on the moon. And by 1969, we had. That is enormous. Like, we had no moon landing program. Right. By then. We'd been shooting satellites into space, and we had men who had orbited by then. Right. But within nine years, we actually landed somebody on the moon. Right. And this is 1960s technology, too. So it's not, I mean, today it would seem like that wouldn't be the hardest thing in the world to do. But back then, it was just unheard of. Right. Okay. So, like you said, most of the bones of contention that people use to pick this idea apart um, are, are based on the footage. Correct. Of, uh, you know, there's actual evidence here saying, you know, what, what, what's going on? What does this explain this? Right. There's five main points that are generally brought up in this discussion. There's actually a few more, but yeah, in this article, there, yeah, there's, there's five. Our, our esteemed colleague, John Fuller, waded through the, uh, the, the muck, the muck and picked out the best ones. Right. Polished them off, mm-hmm. set them up. There you go. Let's talk about them. Okay. What's the first one? Uh, well, the first one that I'd like to mention is actually not the first one. The first one I'd like to mention is the quote-unquote sea rock, as in the letter C. Yeah. Have you seen the sea rock? Yeah. I yeah. looked up a picture today, and uh, basically there's uh, a rock in the foreground of a photo, and the shot is of one of the astronauts walking away from camera toward the lunar rover, mm-hmm. and there's a... a Big moon rock in the foreground that looks like it's got a very clear letter C on it. It is clearly a C. It is clearly a C. I mean, it doesn't look like uh, some sort of aberration or anything like that. It just, Correct. It looks like uh, uh, the letter C carved into it mm-hmm. or maybe like stamped with like metal and a chisel. Perhaps. Something like that. But it definitely looks like a C. I would agree with you. And so, of course, uh, theorists... We're not going to call them conspiracy theorists. We'll just call them theorists. Yeah, theorists think that this could be a prop, like a stage prop that was marked, you know, Moonrock C, put it here, Moonrock B, put it there, and that it just kind of got by the uh, the camera department who was filming this big hoax. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I like that you, you put that one first because this one, in my opinion, has the weakest explanation from the scientific community and NASA for that right. C on that rock. Spill it. And that is basically that uh, there was a hair on the lens right. or, or something like that that had to do with um, when the photo was taken it. It's not really a C. It's like a hair. Yeah. Or a scratch. Right. Some sort and of flaw. It doesn't look anything like a hair or a scratch. No. It but looks like the letter C. Clearly, it looks like a C. Right. Uh, so there's one. That, that is definitely one. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I like is the um, the different shadow lengths. Correct. The, have you seen pictures of them with the different shadows? Uh, I have not. They're wildly varying in length, and there's you know they're they're guys standing next to one another on the moon, uh-huh. but and then one shadow is ten feet long, the other is just forty. Right. So I guess the um, the the basic basic idea behind this is, is evidence that the moon landing was faked is that um, there was some sort of faulty studio. Right, they didn't um, light it lighting. properly. Yeah, like it, the the basic idea is that this is all done on a soundstage. Right. 
Now, in my opinion, this one is actually the weakest argument uh, for the moon landing being fake. Agreed. Uh, there, first of all, the, the moon is not a flat, smooth surface. It's very rocky and dusty and it has all sorts of um, features to it. Uh, and anybody who has ever stood you know, on a uh, along a desert or something similar to the moon right. and seen their shadow, they've noticed that the, the shadows don't always act the same way. Right. Um, and what's more, in my opinion, if NASA was actually going to go to the trouble of faking a moon landing... They would have noticed this, right? And they wouldn't have released it with with the with the, sh- with the shadows like that badly off, like right? Skewed. That's my big point. As is- a matter of fact, they probably would have gone the other way. Sure. And and the shadows would have looked uniform or something like that, right? Exactly. That's my point. This was 1969. This wasn't like 1925. You know, <laughs> they were actually making. I looked up films that were released in 1969, and you know, some really good movies. But you and, got French Connection? Was that 69? No, like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. That that kind of thing. Oh. Gotcha. But anyway, some really good movies and filmmaking had advanced to the point where they could have easily, easily gotten someone to make the shadows match and light it properly. And that they wouldn't have had some crack team of like, you know, interns out there filming the moon landing. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so yeah. I, I don't uh, that didn't hold water with me. Well, what's your what's your next best argument for uh, or against? Well, I'm going to go ahead and skip over to um, the American flag. A lot of people um, seem to notice that when they're putting the flag up, that it appears to flap in the breeze. Of course, this is uh, on the moon. There's no atmosphere, so there would be no breeze. Uh, but what they say, what the government says is, is that this was a special flag. And actually, I didn't know this. I felt like a dummy. It's got a wire running across the top of it, which is why it hangs uh, square. Uh, otherwise, it would just hang limp yeah, it just in be zero gravity and motionless, basically. Right. So when you have a flag with like a taut wire, and you're putting it up, it's it's going to move around a little bit more, and it's not going to look like a regular flag. Yeah. So it's not, in fact, the breeze blowing. It's just you know by virtue of the fact that it had a wire running through it. Right. And as Fuller points out, if they if they had created a soundstage, um, and, and filmed it like this, and and the wire wasn't in there, they would have had to have created a vacuum. Correct. In it, which would have been really difficult. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, an- another part of that that has to do with that vacuum soundstage that would have been virtually impossible to do um, is the dust that's being kicked up. Right, when they walk. When they walk or when the lunar rover is, uh, tires, the tires are spinning. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not so much an, a piece of evidence, but an, an explanation or something that people have noticed is that supposedly it's it's kind of clouding. Um, and, and apparently it hasn't. It doesn't cloud at all. The dust is kicked up and it runs its course in that thin atmosphere and then falls back down. Right. And so that, that kind of actually proves that this thing either was filmed in a soundstage, in a vacuumized soundstage, or on the moon. Right. Uh, Occam's razor would actually kind of suggest the vacuumized soundstage, I think, at that point, but still. Well, they can create a, an entire vacuum, a soundstage, but they can't light it properly? Is that... That's a great point, Chuck. Come on. That's a great point, and I, that kind of reveals what's going on with this. This is never going to be uh, resolved to everyone's satisfaction, I think. I think people enjoy kind of poking at one another on this. You yeah, know? I think so. Like making NASA scientists respond. Right. Like but, they don't have anything else to do. Yeah, the, the fact that um, they, they could never have pulled this off, though. They, can't, they couldn't have duped the entire scientific community uh, all over the world. Not only that, yes, uh, Russia as well. Like you would think, 
if they try to poke holes in it, Russia would go public with this faster than you could say lickety split. Mm -hmm. Um, There is somebody has actually explained that as well. Um, Supposedly, uh, right after the moon landing, um, a guy named Ralph Rene points out that um, the U.S. started sending uh, very secret humanitarian aid, massive amounts of grain to the Soviet Union Ah. very quietly. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and basically, there, we wouldn't normally do that through our normal policy. Right. We had no reason to send them humanitarian aid. They were our greatest enemy. Right. We but we're said, doing it secretly. And if sure. we were doing it, wouldn't we have said, hey, you know, we're, we're helping out our, our enemy because we're all humans, that kind of thing. Right. Wouldn't it have been more public? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's kind of a tenuous argument, but it's something to chew over, right? True. I say They could have kept the Russians quiet. I say yet. To that, Josh. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm starting to. You're starting to win me over, Chuck. Yeah. You, you are. But you said one reason that that the, this whole thing would have been fake, the moon landing would have been faked, was um, because of of the the space race, right? The Cold War. Uh, what about money? Well, true. It, it would have cost a lot, a lot of money to put. And in fact, did cost a lot of money to put someone on the moon. Yeah, from from 1958 to um, 19, or 2008. By my by my calculations, NASA's gotten about seven hundred and fifty billion dollars in change in funding over those over the fifty year wow. period. That's a big slush fund if you think about it. It is. That's, it's just like you have no money yeah. to account for any longer. It's in space. True. That's our bailout right there. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, was booted. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Jean, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Jean! Run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why isn't this settled? Think about this. We're going into space all the time. True. The the reason why is that the last... We went to the moon. Oh, another explanation is that it served as a distraction for the Vietnam War. Right. Right, America was like, "Well, we're going to the moon." You know, forget about the American soldiers that are dying over there. Right. 
And actually, suspiciously, um, the last time we landed on the moon was 1972, toward the end of the Vietnam War. Interesting. And then all of a sudden, if you look at NASA's funding year by year, it drops in half for about a decade until it started up again in the 80s when you and I were very interested in it as youngsters, right? Right. So does the tail wag the dog, Josh, or does the dog wag the tail? Uh, I don't, I can't answer that. But speaking of wag the dog, um, if it was faked, think about how many people were greased by the CIA right after they played their role as like a, a production assistant or a director or something like that. You mean greased as in paid off or as in killed? I mean killed. Okay. Waxed. Right. Yeah. But again, why, why, why isn't this solved? So we stopped going to the moon or we stopped landing on the moon after 1972. We haven't been back. But we have sent some, you know, uh, uh, lunar orbiters True. around the moon yes. with really great cameras. Mm-hmm. So why don't we just say, here is the lunar lander, dummy, and here are the footprints, dummy. Right. Why? Well, you know, why aren't we doing that? You know why? Because it's it's not worth the money to do that, right? No, they're actually going around the moon, and they're act- they're they're taking photos of the moon's surface, and oh, they're okay. going over it. The problem is the the camera resolution which are these incredible cameras, are still not picking up. They don't have the resolution to pick up these objects on the really? moon surface. Yeah. Sounds shady to me. It does sound a little <laughs> shady. So uh, we'll see. There's a few out there right now. India has the uh, Chandrayaan, uh-huh. I believe, uh, is the pronunciation, orbiter. Uh, Japan has the uh, Kaguya orbiter. I, I, my Japanese is rusty. That's um, good, though. Yeah. That sounds good to me. And then the U.S. is the um, Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter. Uh-huh. They're all orbiting the moon right now, and they all possibly have good enough cameras to send back photos of the the Apollo moon landings. Well, hopefully that happens one day. Yeah. So You can just put this to bed once and put for all. Put it to rest. Again, I still think people just say, well, they faked those. True. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. We've got India in, their, in our pockets. So that's it. Uh, well, not quite. Well, you want to... Oh, no, you got to... Uh, no, you have reader mail. Yes. So you want to let the uh, moon landing conspiracy one just kind of peter out? Uh, sure, fade about, into the galaxy. How about a moment of silence? Okay. All right. That's Listener good. mail time, Chuck. Listener mail time. Uh, Josh, I'm going to call this one exceptional fan mail, as I like to do. Nice. Now, is this... This isn't stuff we should have known? No, no, no. This is an actual, uh, really kind of a cool story from Ben in Ontario, Canada. And you're going to remember this one, Josh. This okay. is a good one. This guy listened to our Exorcism podcast and uh, was talking about uh, a positive possession, a beneficial possession. Mm-hmm. And he has a story about himself. And I'm going to summarize this. Uh, oh, yeah, Ben. I remember. Yeah, this okay, is a good yeah. one. Uh, ben says 11 years ago he was in a bad bicycle accident and uh, came between two buses and was hit by a car. He was running in high school. He says... That all- is a bad bicycle accident. Yeah. He said he was fully conscious afterwards, even though I went over my handlebars and hit my head on the hood of the car. I was fully aware of the situation and what happened, but he was told he was completely coherent in the ambulance and in the ER with the nurses, even okay with his parents, uh, when he brought him home several hours later. They put him to bed, and 30 minutes later, he woke back up and didn't remember any of it. And it took him a full hour to even find out what had happened to him. Mm -hmm. So Ben says, I believe during this short time, that I was actually possessed by the Egyptian god Horus, H-O-R-U-S. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the one with the uh, dog's head, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? I think so. Okay. So he was possessed by Horus, or an ancient priest from the Temple of Horus. Uh, this took control of him and kept his brain from shutting down, 
and having more damage than it did. Uh, I know there are other medical explanations as to what happened. Uh, heavy impacts can cause a short-term memory to wipe out, etc. However, this is the belief that I have about it, and it's backed up to me by the fact, this is where it gets good, by about two years later, he went to an optometrist and he found marks on the lower outer, outer edge of his eyes, and there are similar marks in paintings uh, of the eyes of Horace. And the doctor could not explain this. He'd never seen it before and could not explain how it happened. So maybe I'm just crazy, but I, and I know some people will think that, but it's what I believe happened to me. And Ben, I wrote you back already. We don't think you're crazy. Right. We think that anyone that thinks they had this whole big cosmic soup figured out doesn't know what they're talking about and that, who knows, you could have very well been possessed by Horus as far as I know. Here, here, Chuck. And that's a thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for opening up for us, uh, Ben. And um, anybody else who'd like to do the same? Whether or not you believe yourself to have been uh, possessed by a benevolent spirit or so, such. Uh, or if you just want to say hi, either one. You can send an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you Hey, if you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. Use promo code STUFF. 20 to receive $20 off your first month for listening to this podcast. Switch now at Visible.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.